Welcome to episode 77 of the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology-related matters and much more besides. I'm your host, Michael Lonnon. They say a camel is a horse designed by committee, perhaps, but there are times when pulling more people in is key to ensuring the technology project you are building towards delivers value. And here to explain a few tricks of the trade when it comes to delivering value is HSO's Senior Delivery Manager, Alistair Baird. So grab a brew, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Tea or coffee? Definitely coffee. And how do you have it? Black. So straight, I've got a little machine in my office, and uh, yeah, every now and again, people in meetings with me will hear it sort of buzzing away quietly in the background. It's a hand's length from you. Oh, God, that's dangerous. Yes, very much so. Um, <laughs> pop or rock? Definitely rock. Definitely. I'm a guitarist, so uh, uh, definitely rock. <laughs> Seamless link into the next question, then, which is Gibson or Fender? Oh, ah. Schecter. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but I've got both, both Gibson and a Fender, uh, and I'm I've, I'm late to the party on Fender, but I'm I'm sort of enjoying the Fender at the moment. But my main workhorse is a Schecter. So excellent. Technology first or customer first? Customer first. That's a very simple one. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads us nicely into the topic of conversation because you look after a lot of the projects in terms of excellence in delivery and ensuring success and those sorts of things. You're part of the customer team, aren't you? Part customer delivery team, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So I'm part of the managed services team um, and I my primary area that I look after really is what we call might call a one team or the dedicated team or customer teams hmm. so uh, many different ways of calling it but pretty much all the same thing which is really to sort of cr- create a highly performing team which allows that continuous improvement to the customer yeah. just allowing them to get that quality and value driven out out of our teams that we supply to the customers so when the customers want some added brain power, some ex- experience and expertise, they bring you in or and you bring in the right people to ensure that happens. That's right, absolutely. And another part of that really is to make sure there's that consistency as well. So okay. it's not just a short-term team with people in there. It's a long-term approach to how we deliver uh, solutions to our customers. So, uh, yeah, not body shopping. It is very much an ongoing way of working with our customers. Why is consistency important for the success of a project then, Alistair? Consistency is mainly based on understanding how we want to work as with our customers, making sure that the values that we bring to the project team are consistent. It's fairly straightforward way of thinking, which is what do you need as a customer and let's keep delivering it let's keep delivering the good stuff let's keep things consistent and anything that needs might need to move or change we change it but everything that works we keep simple and we keep we keep moving that forward okay i could ask a con- or suggest a contentious saying here that there's one that says that a camel is a horse designed by committee and yet what we're saying here is that for successful technology implementation, successful technology project for the long term, you need more brain power. You need to bring more of those people in, those more additional skills. Does that not sometimes cause conflict or create tension or perhaps change the scope of what the customers originally thinking? Is there any ever danger of that happening? 
it's the way that we look at continuous improvement. Okay. So rather than just looking at it, we've got an end goal. What we're trying to do is we're trying to improve as a team. So working with the customer to make sure that what we deliver is right for that customer at that point in time. We appreciate that things change and move and yeah. business direction may want to uh, change a little bit. And it allows us to flex to make sure that we get the right amount of resource in place and also the right people to look at it as well. Uh, one of my customers uh, did say to me, we knew what we wanted, but now we know what we need. And it's that it's just a little right, yeah. different way of looking at it. The continuous improvement thing, then, is as it kind of says there, the, the project's never really finished. If you're thinking of a project as a as a beginning and an end, that's not really how they tend to work, particularly when we're talking about the likes of Dynamics 365 and any of those sorts of projects. And as you say, that's where continuous improvement comes and you put it in and you work a way to, to keep getting value from it over the long term. It's kind of what the focus becomes, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, from a continuous improvement, what it again coming back to the what works what doesn't how do we deliver value and deliver value early as well so what do we want to look at initially prioritization making sure we understand what the customer needs are and delivering that and making sure we have that good communication part of working as a team as well it, it it's very much collaborative and that's what that continuous improvement is is what do you want Yep. How do we as a team deliver that and then move um, requirements forward? Well, I can't imagine that all the time it's plain sailing when it comes to working with customers and offering advice and suggesting changes and those sorts of things. There must sometimes be contentious things that you've got to approach. How do you deal when you when a customer wants to go one way, but actually you can see that perhaps there's a slightly different way that need they need to go along in order to get the results thereafter? How do you approach those sorts of discussions? A lot of it's about communication and okay. a lot of it's about honesty. But again, we work as a team. So we all know because we all work in teams and we all know that there are on the odd occasions, there are challenges along the way. We discuss it, we understand it, but at the end of the day, there has to be a decision made. <laughs> and it's either right or wrong. And the whole point is, you know, HSO with, with our group of um, consultants and individuals that we have within our project teams are the experts. However, we do not understand fully the challenges of other businesses. Yep. So what we try to do is we listen, we understand what they require. We give them various different options. But in the end of the day, as a team, we come to a this is our route forward and this is what we do. OK, and you're bringing teams together. Let's just say it's the customer team and it's our team and they're being brought together. Let's keep it as simple as that. Obviously, they've, they've got different people, different personalities. There's a new people coming together and sometimes tensions can arise. or It can be quite difficult to mesh those personalities together. How do you bring out the best of those teams and get them working together in the best way? Do you have any hints or tips for other organisations? I think a lot of it is understanding what our priorities are, making sure that we work towards a goal but not necessarily trying to deliver that goal straight away so we work iteratively from your perspective then what makes the projects you're working or delivering teams into really successful is it that element of buy-in from the customer side that there is external uh, organization coming to support it is it the decisions that are already made in advance by the customer 
what makes it a success? That's a that's a good question. So trust is a very key, um, and that honesty element, the fact that we're customer focused, and we make sure that everything that we're trying to deliver has a purpose rather than is just something that's being done, allowing those the team to succeed. I think, as I mentioned earlier, it means that we get a successful, repeatable cycle of uh, what we're doing. Yeah. And I, th- and I think that that's quite, quite a key is success breeds success a little bit uh, in the in the way we're doing it. And it's also understanding what value you're bringing. If you're bringing a value to the customer and to the team, it means that we're all bringing it through together. It's understood and we know we've got successful delivery. It does, yes. And slightly contentious question, perhaps. What's the danger, do you think, in your opinion, for customers going it alone? So those who are trying to implement, trying to make change, trying to push these things through, but they're trying to do it themselves. What's the danger for them? The danger that there might be for the customer is expecting a lot from their team when there is help out there. When you can support somebody or support a team and allow yourself to be guided along a journey, there are a lot of experts, certainly within HSO, who will allow you to bounce ideas off yourself. So if you're in a team, it means that you can talk, you can understand where you are, how might you do this, how might you do that. And what it does is it really takes you along that journey. If you're on your own, you're on your own, you know, you. What you really want is you want that group of people supporting you as you move forward. I think that very simple idea about being able to bounce ideas off an expert is is really, really powerful beyond anything else that you can you can provide as a physical skill and capability. I think just being able to be there to bounce of thoughts and things and off you is is really valuable. At what point would you suggest that a customer, an organization who's going through a change and brings in a team like the one that you you manage answer conversations that we're having at the moment is realistically when you're going through um, a change so you're actually implementing a new um, new system sometimes we forget that it doesn't just stop sometimes it actually carries on further and further and further so realistically when you should start you start thinking about having a team to help support you post that go live every big fanfare and bells and whistles and fireworks going off actually that's only just half of the project if not less than that a lot of what you're doing is actually running and supporting that delivery in for three four five years however long it might be as well and that's where you need that support but you need to embed that understanding prior to go live so if you want people to be experts you want them to be partially involved in some of that implementation which means that you can then say and my experts are still with me they were there through that little bit of a of a pain when we started and went live and they're still with us and i know i can trust them because they were there as part of that initial delivery so i would always say involve people who are going to be in your support team before go live not directly after it because you have that step that you go somebody has to fill that gap actually do it beforehand 
To be successful and to deliver value, don't give any large technology project a defined end date. Rather, give it staging points of progress to reach. With the investments you make, you want to be thinking three, five, ten or more years ahead. How can you put things in place that paves the way for ongoing success, not just to solve a problem now? And this is where Alistair advocates using external experts because bringing a range of experiences to bear can ensure you get your future-led planning right first time. Thanks for listening and until next time, take care of yourselves. Thank you.